Welcome to the Seashore Church Message of the Week. This message is designed to bring more of heaven into your world today. For more resources like this, or to learn more about our church, visit seashorechurch.com. Hey, we've got a privilege uh, this morning. Uh, Dave Schultz is going to be sharing the word with us this morning. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dave, because I know that we've got a lot of new people here, and not everybody knows who everybody is. Uh, So Dave and his wife, Jenna, have been a part of our church since probably the first couple of weeks of Seashore Church. In fact, the first official, when you incorporate the church, you have to set the date that your church actually started. And we're like, we didn't, we just kind of started getting together in the living room and worshiping. So we had to think, what's a, what's a significant date to say that this is when our church actually started? And it was actually Drake's baptism. We baptized Drake down at Croatan, his son, and said, that's going to be the start date of our church. And so these guys are pillars of our church. He's uh, one of our board members. He's also one of our prophets and uh, enormously gifted. He won't tell you this, so I will. That's why I'm telling you who he is. He's a retired explosive ordnance disposal uh, technician, and he was an enlisted senior chief, I believe, and then became an officer. And so when he became an officer, he was the highest decorated EOD in the history of the Navy. So he had this little ensign with all of these medals, and the other officers were going, this doesn't make sense. How does an ensign have a silver star and all of these bronze stars? And so um, he's an absolute war hero, and he will not tell you that, which is why I'm telling you. But more importantly, he and I have been on a journey together with some of our other guys of developing intimacy with God and being very vulnerable before him and with each other. And I would not be the man I am today if it weren't for the friendship of this man right here. So please welcome Dave Schultz as he comes and shares a word with us this morning. Okay, can you hear me? Awesome. So I do love being a part of this church, and I love this journey that um, we've been on, and what I'm going to talk about is part of that journey. It's, the, it's part of this journey that I have been on, and what God has been teaching me about, and this is one of the most significant things that I've learned since we've started, since we've been part of this church. And before I do that, I just want to introduce the rest of my family. So my wife, Jenna, right here. We just had our, one of our anniversaries this week. I love her. We had the best week ever. <laughs> and then you met Drake, and then Derek's right there. He's trying to pretend like I don't see him. David's right there, my oldest son. Um, and then Dylan is over there. I have another son from previous marriage. He's not here, or previous relationship. He's not here. Um, we love him, too. But I love all my family. Um, and... We have a daughter who is actually going to be a main part of this message today, and um, I am going to just get into it. So I ha- I'm going to read from John chapter 3. I didn't give this verse to uh, the team because I just got the verse myself, and so we're going to start here. I'm just going to teach today about being born again, and this was something that um, God started teaching me about in 2018. So I'm in John chapter 3. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, 
Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Nicodemus replied, How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a womb, enter a second time into their mother's womb. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water. And spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. So in, uh, in 2016, my wife was in a really bad car accident, and she, she had to go through 2017 into a lot of rehabilitation. She had to spend a lot of time in bed, and she couldn't work anymore. And in the process of that, she came to me, and I was also getting out of the Navy at the same time. At the process of that, she said, hey, I think we should be foster parents. And so in, Mar- in our family, my wife gets the, the words from heaven for her are like the life changing, like this. You know, we're going to have, a, we're going to decide to have children. We're going to be fo- like major things when she comes and brings this. And I said, okay, let's do it. And so she then led the charge. She had everything. Uh, it's a long process. There's a lot of classes you do. There's a lot of background investigations. I have a clearance in the Navy. I've never been so many background investigations as to become a foster parent. <laughs> it took a long time. And so we, f- we, we got certified to be foster parents by the city of Virginia Beach in January 2018. Before we got the letter in the mail saying, congratulations, you're certified, like we got a call. I think we figured out it was a Tuesday the following week. And so I'm at my brand new job. I'm trying to figure out how to work, not in the Navy anymore. And I'm at my computer and my phone dings. And I look, and it's a baby girl. And Jenna, she was right down the road at the hospital with this baby girl in the NICU. And I've had children. And I know what it's like to be in the hospital and you have children. And and this was exactly the same. It wasn't different. And I, I got in the car except I didn't know that we were having a baby. So I get in the car, and I flew to the hospital. And literally, if you look at you know, how Apple, you know, the thing keeps your pictures in line, I, there's the picture we found out. We looked it up this week. There's the picture of her that she sent to me. The next picture is me in the room with her, and I was in across town. So I got there, and it had this this hand-washing station, and I'm like washing my hands like crazy, like, oh my gosh, when is this going to be over? And I get back to the room, and I meet her, and then all the other pictures of the boys are, are sitting with her, and we're all just around her, and it was, it, was, it was like she was just born into our family. And, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more about, about that room when I got there. So we, I walked in the room, and I don't I don't yet see angels like a lot of people in the room see angels. They see, there she is right there, Olivia. She's back there. <laughs> some people, they, they see. I, I say it's a knowing. It's like, somebody here, somebody's you know, with me. Somebody's, somebody came in. I've, I know there's just an angel's gotten in the car with me. And I've said, I called Clayton one day. I said, hey, there's an angel that came with me. He's like, yeah, we were talking about that angel that was standing behind you. I'm like, well, I didn't see it, but I know that it was with me. Well, I walked in, when, we, when I walked into her room, there was at least five angels in that room. 
And there was a there was one that was like taking that, that was apparently taking uh, you know like a bouncer type of a angel. And then there was one in the back of the room. She was in the center of the NICU, so it was a round room. There was one in the back of the room, sort of supervising. And then there was a couple that were by all of her equipment and were just there in that area. And then the presence of God, I know there's multiple different types of presence, but this was that warm blanket presence. It was that healing pet presence. That, you know, you've been in that presence where it's just a healing. It's a warm blanket. It's just a heavy air, like that heavy air that just kind of uh, heals you. That's what the room was like. And, and we, we met her that day. So after that, I started to, the Holy Spirit started teaching me about what that was. And he was giving me that as an analogy for the kingdom. And so I'm going to start with the first verse that I did. So think about that question. Nicodemus is a teacher of the law. He, he, he was a Pharisee. He taught what was the Old Testament, the Torah, to all of Israel, and he, he did his research. We know that he had people investigating Jesus. He was getting reports on Jesus. He determines in the beginning, and that John, what I read, that he realizes this is not just somebody. He goes, has a meeting with him, and he's got this question. What are you talking about, born again? How does that even happen? What does that even mean to be born again? And Jesus tells him, you have to be born of the Spirit. So I'm going to read the first verse I gave the team here. was, was Galatians 4, verse 4. This is where I'm going to start off. I'm going to read probably three verses here. So it's, but when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. I'm going to read that last one again. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child, and since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So he uses this word adoption to describe, Paul uses this word adoption to describe what it, what it happens when you are brought into the kingdom so that you were at once part of one family or community or, or place and that you are, you are adopted into a new place. And so you can imagine, when I met Olivia, she's looking at me, when I met her, she, I, it wasn't as if I was meeting a, a baby, I, I was her father immediately. And it took a while for all of that to happen, and, and then the city of Virginia Beach, there is that, is that is actually not the process. The process is return to family, and so I, I was her father, but it took a period of time for her to actually be legally adopted into my family. But I'm going to get to it towards the end here. I'm going to tell you how, how kind of nobody thought that at all in our family. So I'm her father. She's born in, and it was just like 
all the other kids that I had been born, that were born naturally, you know. So I want to move on to another verse quickly to, to, to explain this. This is John chapter 1, verse 12. Yet to all, this is John chapter 1, verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, that's Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. I'm going to read that again. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of a natural descent, nor of a human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. So as Nicodemus is wrestling with this, he's saying, born again, born again. And Jesus is trying to explain to him that it's when God picks you out and he identifies you and he connects with you and he offers you, Jesus, this gift of forgiveness, this gift of healing, this gift. And he offers it out and when you receive it, when you receive it, when you receive it, receive it, right? So we have a family member who's famous. We can give her anything we want. She never receives it. She gives it back. She's, it's just kind of the way, right? We love her, but she doesn't receive it. When you receive it, you, you, you become born again, born of God, not of a human will or human descent. You receive this gift and you are born again. Recently at the men's group, I, was, uh, I shared how, this was a couple weeks ago, that I had this thing in my life that I felt like God couldn't forgive it. I just felt like, you know, that I, I, I believe God, I, be, I believe Jesus, I believe he died for my sins, I, all that. But there was just one thing that I just kept coming up and I didn't receive that. Well, there's an issue there because you have to receive it. You have to let it in. You have to receive that goodness and that forgiveness. And part of that receiving it is that letting, letting it out, letting Jesus see it. Because he already sees it, but letting him know about it, opening up, opening up to it so that you can receive it. I'm going to turn the page. In my Bible, I can turn the page, and I'm right on John 3.16. I didn't give this verse either to, um, to them. But John 3.16 comes right after this discussion with Nicodemus. It's, For God so loved the world, this is John, the author here, For God, for God so loved the world that he gave his, only, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So when we brought Olivia in, she, she was in bad shape. 
right? She was in a bad place. And there were a lot of things that we did um, because we loved her. And there was a process that we went to, we loved her. And when God reaches out to you and offers you this gift, and, he, and he's asking you to, to receive that gift and to step back from those things that are harming you, it's because he loves you. It's like he, he did this. He offered this gift because he loves you. He didn't offer this gift because he's angry. He's wanting to condemn you. He's wanting to take away all your fun. He's only doing this because he loves you. It's funny. When, we, when my wife and I look at pictures of when Olivia came into our house, like you look at her now, she's gorgeous. She's thriving. She's amazing. We look at pictures back then, and we, it's almost she's unrecognizable because... Um, she was in so much trouble, right? But we didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of that. All I saw was this beautiful baby. That's the only thing I could see. I didn't see any of the issues. I didn't see all of the stuff that she was wrapped up in. I didn't see all the, the, the other business that was all tangled up in that mess. I didn't see. I just couldn't see. I, didn't even, I don't even remember it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even remember it. All I remember is just looking at her and seeing how beautiful she was. So there's a, uh, there's this word that my daughter hates, and it's actually adopt. She hates the word. She'll, she'll walk around the house, and if she sees pictures, family pictures, that she's not in, she, she goes, she goes, oh, that's, that's nice, and puts it down. <laughs> she will, she'll, maybe she'll take it and hide it somewhere. She'll make a comment. She's like, oh, look, there's David, and there's Dylan, and, and I'm not there. She's just take this. But she just puts them places, or she just lays them down. And, when you, and if she hears the word adopt, she says, no, I was born. She says, I was born. And as a dad, I'm sitting here like, how, one day, how do I talk about this? You know, how do I talk about this? And just this week, I was like, you don't have to tell her she was adopted. You don't have to tell her that. Because she was born again. I'm not Jesus. All right, I'm not God. I didn't forgive her sins. But she was, she was born in January and then in February, she was born again, and she only knows that she was born again. She doesn't even know her first one. She doesn't even want to talk. She doesn't want anything to do with it. She doesn't want to hear she was adopted. She wants to know. She, she says she's born every time. She just hates that word adopt. She's three. <laughs> she's three. <laughs> three years old 
So I'm going to... Um, I'm going to use another example of this that I think is more appropriate. I know Paul taught about adoption. I think it gets us to a certain point, but I don't think it gets us all the way. I don't think adoption gets us all the way. I think it begins to help us understand a little bit of it, but you've got to keep going to understand it all the way. And, I ha- and this, is, this is actually a little obscure in the Bible. It's about being grafted in. I'm going to... Uh, Read this verse now. This is Romans 11, verse 17. Now the context of this teaching is Paul's teaching about the way that the, 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 the church comes together with Jews and Gentiles. And he's explaining to them three different types of olive trees. There's a natural olive tree, there's a wild olive tree, and then there's this cultivated olive tree. So I'm using this as an example of how we, get, how we get plugged in or how we get connected to the cultivated tree. And I'll get into that. So this is verse 17. If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root. I'm going to stop there. But here's the, here's the concept. Here's the idea. Is that have been grafted in among the others and now share the nourishing sap. Grafted in to share the nourishing sap. So I'm going to ask uh, for that picture. All right, so I want you to think about this, this idea of grafting. So when you were Grafted in, there is a cultivated tree. I didn't know olives don't produce fruit unless they, John knows all, he's all about it. So you, you, to make an olive, it takes several, several years, and you've got to have the right tree. So it's got to be a cultivated tree. A wild olive tree grows, and it doesn't produce any fruit. The bran- they pull the branches off of a, off a wild tree, and they graft it into a cultivated tree, and that's how the branch actually produces fruit. So what, what Paul is explaining here is, is in order for a, a Gentile to be pulled into the kingdom, he actually has to be removed from the wild branch and, and grafted in to this tree. So the process of grafting in a tree is pretty interesting. I thought it would be very complicated, but it's actually pretty simple. The people who do this, they have these little knives, uh, and, they, and they cut, some, one way is they cut into the bark of a, of a cultivated tree, and they open it up, like an H kind of a thing, like a door, and they'll take the, they'll take the, the, um, the bark from a wild tree, and they can just, just the bark, and put it intimate contact between the bark and the inside of the, of the a cultivated tree, and within a few days, you'll actually start, those, but they'll start, it'll start budding. Other ways are like this. They'll, they'll take a branch and they'll expose the inner parts of the branch and the inner parts of that tree and they'll tape it on there. Um, another way is you'll see that they'll actually crack open the, the root and they'll crack open the root and they'll take this other branch and they'll expose the inner parts of that branch and they'll put it into, actually straight into the root and seal it back up and tape it and close it up. But in this process... 
is, is, a, is a wild branch is being plugged into a cultivated tree where they can get the nourishing sap to produce fruit. Here's the here's thing about these branches, is the branches already have everything they need to produce fruit. So if you take off the, 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 the bark of a wild branch, the guy in the video, he's like, look, the, the seeds are already all in there. So you pull it off and the seeds are all, all in there. You take a branch, all the branch needs to do is just be connected to that tree. All, it's just, it doesn't, you don't have to do any, anything else. It's just, it just has to touch it. It just has to touch it. It just has to touch the branch. Everything else is there. So when you imagine this in the, in the context is that Olivia was born with everything that makes her her. She had everything. God, God created her. And, and that when she was, she was in a, a wild tree that was actually killing her. It was killing her. She was pulled off of that tree and she was grafted into a new tree, and that new tree is giving her the nourishment that she needs to produce fruit. That's why she says she's born again. That's why she says she was born and she wasn't adopted. It doesn't tell the full story. It doesn't let her, it doesn't, it doesn't transmit what actually happened to her. So we say, what is born again? What does it mean to be born again? Part of being born again, in all those verses it talks about, that I mentioned, it talks about believing Jesus. It talks about believing Jesus. So there's, there's, there's parts of this believing Jesus that is really important. The first part is to realize that if you're not connected to Jesus... You're in a situation that's killing you. It's strangling you out. You're, you're, you have already what you need because you were born with it. But the environment that you're in, it chokes you out so that you can't produce fruit. So that you, you can't grow and, and do what it is that your DNA was designed to do. You don't have the ability to do it. And it's actually strangling you out. It's actually choking you out. And that when you, when you realize that and you, and you admit it, right, you accept it, I'm, a, I'm in sin, right? It's not the branch. It is not the branch. It's the, it's the tree. It's the environment. It's the root. It's the sin that's tangled up. And then when you say, hey, this isn't, the sin isn't helping me. And you say, I need to be in a new tree. I need to be rid of this sin. I need to be disconnected from it. This is where Jesus comes in and says, I offer you the gift. I offer you the gift that I will take you from this one and I will graft you into this one. But to be grafted in, you have to be exposed. It won't work. I can't take a branch and just tape it to a tree. Right? I can't take it to tape it to a tree. This is the part that hurts to talk about. Is that that root is holy. Yeah, yeah. That's Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 
and he's already broken himself open. So he's already done it. He's already opened it up. His root was already cracked open. He's, he's ready to receive it. He's ready to receive you. Right? This is, further in the story, this is a holy root. It's the first fruit. It's holy, dedicated. This is Jesus. And the gift is, we get the opportunity to be grafted into that holy root. But we got to open it up. We got to let our branch be open. Let our branch be open so that it can connect to Jesus intimately. And through that intimate connection is where that nourishing sap is able to get in. And that nourishing sap is what then produces the fruit in your life. It is what then gets you on the journey to transform the way you think, to transform the way you understand. My daughter is not adopted. She was born again. You can't tell her she was adopted. Her, her thinking, right? She's, she's, in the, she's in the family. I'm going to read Romans 10, verse 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So what am I believing? Again, I'm believing that I'm in sin. I'm believing that God created me with everything, the seeds, the, for everything I need. I just need to be in the right environment. I just need to be connected to Jesus. That's all I need. Connected to him, exposed to him, I can grow and produce fruit for many, many, many years. The Bible says it's for eternity. An olive tree is hundreds of years, but eternal life for eternity. Connected to that, I can produce fruit and grow for eternity. I need to believe that he that the power of the cross, that his sacrifice made that holy root that I can connect to and get that sap from. And then I can live the rest of my life connected through that. We call it living water. In other places, it's living water, that living water that washes us clean. So I want to ask you today, you know, if you're, if you're not seeing the fruit, it ain't the root, right? The root is holy. It's dedicated. It's perfect. The root is perfect. So if you're sitting there and you're wondering, why am I not? Why is this? Why can't I? Look, with all respect, the root is perfect. It's prepared, it's open and ready. In me, it's that I, areas I keep protected. So there's part of my life that isn't, 
isn't there. It isn't connected to the perfect root because I, I cover it up. I keep it, I keep it covered. And even though that I know there's a gift, I don't receive it, even though I'm right in front of it. So I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to ask Clayton to help me. If there's an area that you need Jesus, and it's, you're not opening up for whatever reason, you're not letting them in to that perfect route, I'm going to give you an opportunity to this morning to do that. I'm going to give you an opportunity to just open up. You have to tell us all about it right where you're sitting. I want you to, to let, it, let, him do it, let him in there. I want you to open up your heart. I want you to make intimate contact with Jesus today. And I want him to begin to let his nourishing sap, his nourishing life, his life, I want him to be able to get in there to let, to let, it, let it develop and let it be perfect. So come on, I'm going to pray for you. You close your eyes. Lord, we love you. Lord, we know what it is to be born again. We know that you are perfect. And that everything that we need to grow and develop into who we are, you've given to us. You created us. And we want to be intimately connected to your root. Every part of our life, the whole branch, all of us, we want to be intimate contact with you. Lord, I ask that if there's a part that we aren't letting you in, that you show it to us right now. I pray that you show it to us right now. I pray every one of us in here gets that. What is it that we're not letting you in? What area do you want to renew? What area do you want to restore? What, what do you need, Lord? He loves you. He's a good father. When he looks at you, he sees a son or daughter that he loves. He can't see anything else. He only sees that he loves you. He wants in because he loves you. He wants in because he, he wants to live with you for eternity. He wants to see you grow. He wants to see that fruit in you develop. He knows it's vulnerable. He knows you feel He knows you feel vulnerable right now. He knows you feel vulnerable right now. He knows what you feel like. He knows that thing he's showing you makes you feel weak. It makes you feel vulnerable. It makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> 
It makes you want to it makes you want to walk away and go somewhere safe. But he's a, he's a safe place to be with right now. This is the holy place that you're in right now. You're in the inner sanctuary right now with Jesus. You're in the inner sanctuary. And you're exposing things that you don't want to. And it's just love. He loves you. He loves you. He's a good father. He loves you. Let him talk to you. Spend time in his presence. You can be vulnerable with your father. His motive, his intention is to love you. You're standing there with the father. And the sun, you're exposed and you're safe. Receive it. Receive the forgiveness. Receive his love. Just receive it. Don't turn away. Don't try to walk out. Just stand there and receive it. Praise him for it. Praise him for it. And receive it. He loves you. He does, David. I love you, David. He's a great father. Pray this with me. Lord, I receive your forgiveness. Lord, I receive it. I am born again. I am a son or a daughter in your kingdom. Just in your own words, thank him. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him for this gift. Begin to thank him that he loves you. He's a good father.
Maybe some of you are wondering, what is this fruit? Just stay in prayer. Some of this, the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, forbearance, gentleness, self-control. This fruit happens when you're intimately with, connected with the Father because that, who the, that is who the Father is. The Father is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We can't get those from the world. It's not available. It's not on the menu. This is what we get from the Father. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Maybe you've Maybe you've never met the Father. Maybe you, you haven't accepted any of this. I'm going to give you the opportunity right now that if you haven't accepted the gift of Jesus, if you want this connection, this fruit, if you realize the environment you're in isn't getting you anywhere, if you realize that the sin that you're wrapped up in or is wrapped up in you isn't who you are. It's not part of what you were created to be. It's not part of your branch. I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just pray with me, Lord. I I receive your forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for me. He broke himself so that I could have intimate contact so that I could go to the holy place with the Father and with the Son. And in that holy place, there's restoration, there's life, there's fruit. Receive it. That's his peace. That's his peace in here. When my daughter was born, she didn't have that peace. But angels came into her room. God's presence came into that room. He made the air heavy. He brought his warmth. In that vulnerable place, That's what he brings. He brings the heavy air. He brings the warmness, the closeness, the heal. That's what you feel right now. That's born again. That's born again.
Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your freedom. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your spirit. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You know, you can do that every day. You can be born new every day. You, you can go along years, and the Lord says, that thing is time. That sap is moving up the up your branch and it gets to a spot and he says hey we need to go to that holy place again we need to go to that holy place again where you were vulnerable we need to go to that holy place again where you were vulnerable and you exposed that we need to go there don't run don't run from it let yourself be born again and let that life flow through you I don't know where to end that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. That was just very beautiful. And um, I'm just very grateful. Very grateful, Dave. Thank you. Um, that um, men will be just so brave to be vulnerable, right? That's what that is. The bravest are vulnerable. They're honest, truthful bravest among us the most vulnerable before Jesus and then also when you've done it with Jesus and you can be comfortable before Jesus you do it before people really easily because you really had the right approval um well that's it for today we are going to have potluck tonight sorry whose house oh it's at your house oh it's at Dave's house <laughs> you busy family today um if you need the address what we do is on Sunday nights um we just anybody who wants to come we just have a potluck dinner and we hang out and chat for hours and laugh and giggle and make a lot of noise and eat food together and it's really nice and um, sometimes on those nights we do worship tonight it's just food only potluck food lots of laughter and talking and get to know each other because family does that like we eat together and we get to know each other and we share our lives and um, they're down the west neck end of town too so um, just heads up for those of you who want your the address if you don't have it come see one of us after we'll give you the address and um, if you wanted to give today, there's, there's always just a box out there and we do have uh, like online or text to give, but you know clearly we don't really make a big deal of talking about money here. We don't need to. Um, it's important, right, that you give, but we don't need to make it a focus in these meetings. And um, oh, I just love you. I'm just great, like, grateful that you all come and just be part of the family. I'm just really grateful. Like it's, it's that people turn up. I'm, it's good, right? The family of God is really good. There should be lots of joy here and lots of freedom. You come as you are and you're loved as you are just to be yourself free. That's, that's what God created us all for. So thank you. We just love you very much. Have a really good afternoon. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more resources like this or to find information about our weekly services, visit seashorechurch.com.